Good morning. It's Tuesday. I'm George Watkins. Thanks for stopping by. Well, <clears throat> wow. Can you believe it? Alive in Christ? Filled with the Holy Ghost? Forgiven? Cleansed? Redeemed? Righteous? <laughs> All those words that we speak have tremendous meaning and power in our life, each one of them, to be forgiven, to be righteous, to be redeemed back to the Father, to have the righteousness of Christ in us, to be forgiven. That's the mercy of God. The mercy of God is the one that comes and forgives and cleanses and covers, never to be remembered. Uh -huh. It's the grace of God that is the enabling power of God to take us to our destiny, our purpose. And my confession, you can claim it, I do, like David, he was a man after God's own heart and fulfilled all of the will of God. Now, do not count yourself out because you <laughs> you were human, filled with weaknesses, and failed miserably. Don't count yourself out because David did the same thing, yet the scriptures say that he was a man after God's own heart and fulfilled all of the will of God in spite of his failures. Why? Because God comes and redeems us back to the purposes of God. We'll take a little journey today into Luke 15. Before we do, I want to just thank you for your support, subscriptions, and your likes and your comments and your sharing. All of that is really teamwork to help promote a broadcast like this. Little things like that, they tell me, make a difference on the Internet. So thank you for doing that. Well, Luke 15 is the prodigal son story. I believe it's a true story. It's not a parable. The way it was told, I believe Jesus knew someone <clears throat> like that. Now, the principles of the principle of the story has so many depth, so much depth and so many intricate, you know, revelations. But I just want to take two today as we talk about what I learned in the pig pen, the secrets of life I learned in the pig pen. Pretty important when you think about it. <laughs> Pretty important when you think about it. <clears throat> in the pig pen, this is the place that you and I get sometimes if we miss the mark. Now, remember, Missing the mark, sin is missing the mark. We have categorized sin, especially if you're in a particular denomination. There's some, you know, church denominations that will list your sins for you. It's very kind of them. It's kind of a shortcut to knowing you're really a sinner. So they can, <laughs> they can have some candidates to preach to on Sunday morning, you lousy sinners. Now, I'm not making light of the fact that we, 
some some of the things on that list you need to stay away from for sure but sin is simply missing the mark now i can miss the mark without fornicating without stealing and lying and murdering and killing i can miss the mark by not obeying god's direction in walking in the ministry uh, obeying a witness uh, speaking to somebody about um, uh, about a point god wants to bring out you know correcting or encouraging you see we're led and guided daily and <clears throat> probably if we knew it moment momentary moment by moment there's the holy spirit continues to motivate and point and nudge and push <laughs> and encourage Missing the mark can be missing some of those instructions. This is not heaven and hell thing. This is not death and life. This is why the scriptures tell us that we can cover sins and forgive sins that are not death and life on other in, in other people's lives. Okay, that's, whoa, I just went way off course there. Back on course on subject. Now, two things that the Lord dropped in my spirit that are really huge and they they fit all the decisions we make. Every time we're coming out of a a bondage, a pig pen, a stumble, a, a well, a block. They talk about the writer's block. That means you can't think of a, anything to write about. We We just hit a wall. What is that? Well, that's what the prodigal was in. He was in a a pit, a pig pen. He was feeding the hogs. He didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do. He got himself there by his own stupidity and rebellion, but nevertheless, he was there. How did he get out? These two things that I've noted in the notes below, let me just go over them a couple of, a little bit here. I believe it'll help you get out of some of the blockages you get into. Number one, now we know that he came to himself and he began to say some things, but he said this. He said, I'm going to go, I'm going to return back to my father. I'm going to, re I'm going to get up and I'm going to return back to my father. Now, the turning back is the big deal in the scriptures. I keep pointing this out in several settings, but when we turn, I think a couple of days ago, I was talking about Moses. He turned and looked at the bush. And when he did, God spoke to him. John the Revelator on the Isle of Patmos, he turned and looked at the voice that he heard. And when he turned and looked, the revelation began to unfold to him. So there's something about us taking time in our bondage, blanks you know are dead end <laughs> when we're when we're lost in the forest we don't know how to get out to turn back to the father and he did it in his confession he said i'm going to get up and i'm going to go home now in your journey and in I'm with you in this. I've been journeying right along with with you all. My life started a little earlier than some of yours, and my journey is a little different, but it's the same. 
miracle of God that you and I have been invited in and we are part of God's great kingdom. No greater pleasure, no greater privilege, no greater honor than to be a member of the team that God calls sons and daughters. Amen. That's all of us. Scripture calls us saints of God. Now, I know the Catholics have saints, and you have to be a saint in their world. You have to perform miracles and several things. But God called us saints of God because we have been redeemed, and Christ lives in us, and we have the righteousness of God. Amen. So we don't have to have a denomination or a group of people call us by a, a name. God has already named you. He's named you a joint heir. He's named you a son, a daughter, a, a child of God. He's named you a member of the family. He's called you by name. <laughs> now, the Bible says we all have a, a, a special name. And people try to figure out what that is, that name that's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I was stopped in the airport in Salt Lake, Utah, years ago now, on a long journey. And I wanted to change my, my route. So I went to the counter and I said, I want to change my destination or route for my airline. What's your name? I told him, George Watkins. <laughs> I was shocked when there was 14 George Watkins on their list. How could that be? I'm the center of the universe. I'm the only one with that name. Well, it's not true. <clears throat> you have a special name in heaven. You have a special name in the book of life. Isn't that something? All right. Now, if God can give us all individual fingerprints, he can give us all individual names. So there you go. He confessed with his mouth. He said, I'm getting up and I'm going home to the Father. When you begin to say, as Paul said in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it's in your mouth, the words we've, uh, you know, we've preached have settled there. I mean, they're ready to go. It's cocked and ready to shoot. It's in your mouth. If you'll confess with your mouth, and then he gives a couple of confessions, Lord, you know, the Lord Jesus and so forth. Raised him from the dead. Kind of a kind of a declaration of the Christ and of the redemption and of the blood. All those things that put us in the right category. Amen. If you'll do that, he said, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you're going to be sozoed, saved, delivered, healed, made whole. Now, that's in you. That's your journey. You do that all the time. You don't do it just at your initial altar time when you, quote unquote, got saved. That is the process you do your entire life when it comes to faith action, faith moves, moving in the spirit, going in, you know, going for God. You have a confession that you believe. And when you do, you are zodsoed into that position. It's a powerful thing. Now, the second thing he did was 
He was confessing his, his missing the mark, his sins. Father, I have sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. I repent. What was he doing? Now, remember, the word repent is not the 15, the list of 15 things you've broken the law in. No, repentance is going back to the top, to the top, the penthouse, back where you started. It's returning to your original starting place. That's what repentance means. Now, I know the, that, that there's a sorrow that brings us to repentance, godly sorrow, but uh, it's not just, I'm feeling really bad because I'm a sinner and please, you know, this is all the things I've done. The confessional booth in the Catholic Church, and the little I know about it is probably what I've seen in the movies, but it's mainly the things I've done. I've murdered, I've robbed, I've fornicated, I, you know, I'm, I'm a jerk, I've said the wrong things. But true repentance is going back to the Father. The word conversion means turn around, go back to the place you started. Conversion is when I have been changed going one direction, I'm turned around, I'm going back to the start where I started. Amen. And we all started in the heart of the Father, didn't we? Every one of us came out of the heart of the Father, came out of the womb of the Father, into the womb of our mothers, and birthed into this earth with the destiny to develop into full-blown sons and daughters of God. Okay, those two things I'm giving to you today as two keys to move forward if you've hit a blank wall, if you're in a pig pen, if you're even if you're in a Walmart parking lot and can't find your way home. Whatever it is, get your confession going. Prophesy your way home. This day is going to turn into a glorious day. Prophesy it. Let your let you, let yourself <laughs> hear yourself. Let me say that right. Let let your ears <laughs> hear what your mouth's saying. Hear yourself say, "This is the day the Lord hath made. I'm just going to rejoice, and I'm going to be glad in it." You say that two or three times, your your jaw will not be so tight and your teeth won't be clenched. <laughs> You'll actually begin to feel the, the effects of your confession if you'll say it a couple of times. We all get in jams. We all get jammed up. We all get blocked up. We all <clears throat> run down a dead end road and we don't know what to do. I tell you, this is a key to get out of a pig pen is when you're there, do some confessing. Confess who you are in Christ. Confess where you're going to. You're going back to that place of victory. You're going back to that place where you know that you know that you know. <clears throat> and then repent. Okay, how do you repent? Father, I know that you have made me a son. And I'm coming back to that position as a son of God. And I'm not going to be blindsided anymore. I'm not going to be blocked anymore. I'm not going to be nervous anymore because I know who I am in Christ. Now, that's 
true repentance, going back to where you are, where you belong. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that something? You and I, sons and daughters of God, without rebuke, without shame, without any feeling of inferiority, because he has made us in his image. All right. Well, folks, that's Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, I preach myself happy here. That's Tuesday, and Tuesday's a good day to be alive in Christ. Thank you for tuning in today. I am jumping into a wonderful day, and I trust you are too. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for all the encouraging words, and for those who have sent us a financial blessing. We bless you back. If God's nudging you to do that in the PayPal below, you can get involved in our journey financially and help us along our way. And we will rejoice and thank you for it again. Amen. Well, I will see you in the morning. Until then, remember, you are who you say you are because Christ has made it possible.